Hello everyone, my name is Tom Denford and co-founder and CEO of ID.coms. Welcome to Media Snack Meets, where we get to meet the individuals and organizations doing great work to inspire success and drive change within the global media and marketing industry. Because the best are short of time, our guests answer only six questions in 20 minutes. We get to learn what's behind their success, what it takes to make change in the industry, and perhaps what the rest of us can learn from their experiences. My guest for this episode is Kirk McDonald, the CEO of Group M in North America, one of the world's largest media agencies. Hey guys. Hello, Hello gentlemen. Where are you? There you are. Hey, great to be here, Tom. Thank you for having me today. Good. Well, welcome to Media Snack Meet. So we'll go straight in. First question for you, just for those that don't know, in a couple of sentences, just tell us who you are and what you do now in, in your new role as uh, leading Group M. Oh, okay. I'm the CEO of Group M North America, as was just mentioned. And know it's probably familiar with uh, familiar to the audience, but just in case, Group M is the parent company um, that... Um, is parent to Mindshare, Mediacom, Wavemaker, and Essence, and uh, some of the uh, best agencies, I think, in the world. I mean, just last week, Adweek recognized Wavemaker and Mediacom as best agencies in the U.S. and globally, respectively, and Mindshare and Essence were recognized with similar honors from Campaign. In short, my responsibility is to make sure that Group M and these agencies take a client-first approach to everything we do, um, we lead with responsible investing, um, that we make sure that we use our role as a partner to help make the right decisions around um, investment decisions and media strategies for our clients. Great. And, and for those outside the industry that aren't aware, what, what, are, the, um, what are some of the major clients of, of Group M, or the companies that you work with? Uh, the problem is if I start naming, then I won't name all of them, but, um, but we have been uh, long-term partners with uh, uh, Google, Facebook, uh, Unilever, um, L'Oreal, uh, and on and on, Procter yep. & Gamble, and many, many, many more. So some of the biggest brands in the world come to you uh, for that advice. Excellent. Um, so we talk about media. For, from your perspective, what... What's been the best thing about, or it is the best thing about working in media? What is so great about the media industry? You know, um, I've, I've spent my entire career in media, uh, now on different sides of it. This is my first time working on the agency side. I think the most exciting thing and the best thing in media is, um, is the fact that we have this responsibility and this active participate, participation in shaping people's collective thought, their interests, we inform and uh, drive culture, as well as we uh, follow the trends that the consumer actually dictates to us. Um, to do that in a very uh, intelligent, thoughtful way is the challenge of the industry. Um, but it's, uh, it's really rewarding when you actually get brand narratives right, and you get the relationship with the consumer uh, so much so that there's a true trust relationship between the consumer and, um, and the media they follow. That's good. So it's more, it's more than planning and buying these days. There's a lot of responsibility that goes with that. 
Absolutely. And it's tied um, very heavily in more recent years to this evolution and use of data and technology. And, and bringing that all together really is just a very rewarding uh, body of work. So that, that leads us nicely to our next question, actually. Where we, you, know, you and I have talked a fair bit recently about some of the challenges in the industry, um, both for the advertiser and, and agencies. Um, if you had to focus on one or two, what do, you, what do you think are the biggest challenges that we've got to overcome to collectively as an industry? Yeah, we've had this conversation. You know, I think that um, the, uh, the industry, surprisingly, uh, for an industry that does a great job of, of, is all based on storytelling, right? Whether it's storytelling at the brand level in an ad or storytelling for entertainment value, um, uh, we don't tell a very good, um, thoughtful story about the value of the industry itself. So there's almost this adversarial relationship happening in the industry, adversarial relationship between consumers and their um, feeling that ads are not, uh, you know, are not a sensible or thoughtful part of the environment. So they try to find ways to avoid ads. Mm -hmm. Increasingly, when you talk to some of those consumers directly, you find out that that's really not their concern. It's that we've exploited the fact that we have ad supported media by simply putting too many ads in relationship to relationship to content. The other big challenge is that the sell side and the buy side sometimes thinks that we're at odds and the per and the group that suffers is that third constituent, the consumer. Increasingly, we've got to actually come to the table together and start solving these issues with the consumer's interest at the forefront. Because if we actually tackle the biggest issues, we'll avoid using the technology and the capabilities we have in, in sort of sometimes very creepy ways that just, you know, that turn the consumer off even further against the very industry that's giving them access to, you know, to all of this robust content, all of this choice, um, all of this power around how they entertain and educate themselves. Um, and w we can fix that, but we do need to fix it by coming to the same table and solving some of our, you know, now the issues that fall into that, like what do we need to do around measurement? How do we actually get ethical about using data um, so that we don't, uh, you know, have ads become predatory um, experiences for consumers. So all of those are in our control, within our control. And I believe that the industry needs to start coming together to fix some of those. That's really good. I think that, that as, I mean, you and I've discussed, I think that's a really interesting movement, isn't it? Because we're, we're so used to serving the needs of the advertiser as a kind of primary cohort and, that, you know, they pay all of our bills and that's the most important stakeholder in this. But I, th I think the industry has now starting to recognize the responsibility that we have um, right. that stretches out through you know, the way that media and information is shared and the way people communicate with each other. Um, and it's good It's good for the industry to have leaders like you to remind us that, because we do get all a bit bogged down, don't we, in arguing about the minutiae of things. Um, and we have to remember who we're serving. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and it's these protracted conversations where we start negotiating over things that have, you know, only a small contributing factor to the experience of consumers. Um, and then what we do is after we get to agreement, we then go back to our respective corners and find ways around the thing we agreed on. Those behaviors have to stop. This next era of media is demanding that uh, we are thoughtful about this consumer touch point, that we are relevant all the time, that um, data is ethically applied that we don't do the things we can do, but we do the things that we should do with a real understanding of making sure that brand safety 
and consumer privacy or consumer experiences are at the forefront and are married together. These are not two independent efforts. Things that diversity and inclusion, responsible investment, like let's spend with partners that are um, focused on responsible journalism. All of these are activities that we need to actually collaborate on going forward to actually shape the next era of media. Advertising has to become better for everyone, better for the people it touches. And um, we're excited at Group M because we do think we're playing a part in leading that. And, and we're excited about what we're doing with uh, with a number of our client partners and media partners even now. Very good. So you mentioned that you mentioned leadership there. The, Group M is a, a large organization in North America and around the world. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head the numbers of people, but we're, we're talking in the tens of thousands uh, <laughs> yeah. who, who look to you and many others, but look to you now as a, as a leader. Um, so our next question is, you know, what, what's your favorite piece of business or leadership advice, either that you have received or that, that you give consistently that you think would be helpful? Um, you know, I, I'm going to stay away from all of the uh, the classic ones, you know, be a servant leader, et cetera. I, I think all of those pertain. Just very simply, one day someone said to me, you know, you're not a leader because someone gave you the title. Like that just means you have the title. The only thing that defines a leader is who's willing to follow you. Um, so to the degree that you can create followership, that's true leadership. Um, but having the title and having the authority has very little to do with your ability to lead someone. So um, I, I try to live that advice, which means that I, it causes me to try to invert what the role is. It's not that I should be out front uh, running. I need to actually turn and face the team and understand their needs because if they're the group that has to follow, what I then need to be doing is understanding what are the barriers, what are the blocks that they're having in their day when they are trying to be motivated and trying to accomplish things and remove those things. And that doesn't just apply to the team, it applies to the needs of the clients. Face the clients. What are the things they're trying to accomplish? Then turn around and move those blocks, making sure that we stay in touch with their needs. But running ahead just means that you're out in front, doesn't mean that you're leading. Because if the group's not following, you know, you're just running alone. Yeah. Um, and that's not the uh, that's not the goal last time I checked of leadership. And, and and that's a that's a challenge. I mean, you you've come into the group M, you know, as we said, like it's a big organization. I think in August you joined. So you're, you know, six months or so now into into that role. Can you share with us what you, what you've done to to create that dynamic? How how do you start in an organization? At that scale and with as many clients as you've got because you're asking a lot of people and a lot of clients to follow yeah you know very simply for me it's you start by respecting that um, the organization is doing well when it was doing well before you got here so i always try to assess you know do i need do i have was i brought on board because there were things to fix was i brought on board because we had problems that needed you know someone to come in um or Sometimes you're actually just brought on board to sort of accelerate work that is already underway. I said this to the team early when I got here and I still hold it to be true. Nothing's broken. I couldn't find anything broken after sort of doing the first 30 to 45 days where you do nothing but go on a listening tour. Nothing's broken. But I did start finding a lot of things that people were energized to get done. All of it really good work. All I believe I've done since then now is created some organizing constructs for where that work can actually um, be consolidated sometimes since work was similar. I saw patterns in terms of the priorities across the business. 
created that organizing construct, invited the team to consider it. When they saw it, they started refining it. Now we collectively as an executive team turn that into something that is sort of our operating plan going forward. And all it has done, I hope, you know, true, you know, proof will be in the pudding, is that it allows us to accelerate to some of the um, objectives that were, you know, inherent in the business already at the individual agencies who all want to stand up their own value propositions as they're evolving and meeting the needs of their customers. And then at the group level, how we can actually relieve them of some of the sort of back you know, operational things in terms of our services area, our investing area, our people area that allows them to be more nimble in terms of meeting client needs. So that's been the focus and, and, and you know, so far so good. I'm very um, humbled by the quality of leaders around me. And now my job is to stay out of their way and, 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 and let us, you know, let us keep winning awards for the work we do. Good, congratulations. Uh, so a personal question, then yeah. outside of media, because we all need a break sometimes. I know we're all passionate about the industry, but it can be quite consuming, particularly this year. It's been pretty intense. So outside of media, what would we find you doing? What would what do you do to kind of escape? It's media. It's all media all the time. Just knowing. <laughs> um, uh, I am uh, I am passionate about things that go fast. So um, um, you know, when when allowed and when the time permits, I would much rather be on a on a racetrack uh driving a car around it um and uh if not doing skiing which is the other fast thing that i can do um yeah. both are legal <laughs> notice i said speed on a racetrack and, yeah. and and ski within limits but yeah anything that uh that goes fast excellent good to know good well listen um so where, where we end up uh you know you you Bring a lot of, of energy, and you brought a new energy, I think, to the to the Group M organization, certainly. Um, and you know, when we've spoken in the past, I, I I've enjoy your the, the narrative. I think you're bringing to the agency community, anyway. Um, but for you personally, with you know, we talk about some of the challenges that we've got as an industry. We've got ways to go, and it's particularly the agency. I think are, are going to undertake quite a lot of change culturally. There's yeah. quite a lot of change going on. What are your hopes for the, for the business in the year ahead? What would you like to see 12 months hmm. from now? Um, I, I'm very optimistic. So, you know, there, I, I think everyone wants to shed um, the, you know, the, despite the fact that we took the lemons and turned them into lemonade, some, someone made that uh, into a commercial, um, the lemons of 2020 and turned them into lemonades. Everyone I think is excited about shedding the year and came into 2021 very optimistic. Um, however, I actually look at 2020 and saw a lot of innovation. I saw a lot of new ideas come out of um, having just being forced to think about how do we work together differently? How do we work together in remote locations, more collaborative ways, connect over these platforms, as well as how do we connect with our audiences? I saw e-commerce take a boom. Um, I actually am excited about this year and continuing that uh, sort of trend of innovation. There are a bunch of things that accelerated as a result of 2020. That acceleration is sort of bringing us into um, a new relationship with our audiences everywhere. And I'm excited about what that means for our brands. I'm excited about the part that we get to play in helping our brands keep those connections strong and tell that narrative. And that's what we're, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to as we go into 2021. Good. A great thought. Kirk McDonald, thank you very much. Hey, thank you, Tom. 
Who would you like to meet on future episodes? Please let us know in the comments below. Subscribe to our channel where you will also find previous guests including leading media executives from companies like P&G, L'Oreal, Mars, Mastercard and many more. Plus some of the industry's most provocative thought leaders such as Belinda Smith, Jerry Dakin, Professor Mark Ritson, Nadine Cartmacue and Gary Vaynerchuk. You can also subscribe to get new episodes each week and if you like this episode and think someone else would then please do share it. Thanks so much for watching.